Welcome to the Build a Purposeful, Profitable Business Doing What You Absolutely Love podcast, hosted weekly by Ange Dove, your business fairy godmother, professional copywriter, published author, and business owner of 20 years. In every episode, Ange will deliver useful bite-sized insights to help you find your voice, position your value, demystify the marketing tech, and run your business on your terms. Welcome to episode four. In this episode, I'm interviewing Joyce Teo, the kick-ass coach. She's an expert at holding her business clients accountable and calling them out on their blocks to accelerate their progress to their goals. The ultimate goal setter, Joyce set a goal to become a millionaire and retire before she was 40 and she attained that goal. Now she is committed to helping other business owners do the same. So Joyce, welcome to the podcast. It's so wonderful to have you here. How are you today? Thank you, Ange. Yes, I'm very good and I'm very honoured to be on your show. Oh, it's lovely to have you. Okay, so uh, we're talking in the um, program today about preparing to start a business. So really we're looking at how can people, what, what do people have to have in mind if they're thinking of going alone, they're thinking of starting a business, maybe leaving a full-time job or setting up a business in transition from coming from a full-time job to a business. So um, what preparation or what thinking do they have to have in mind? Well, I think it's very important for them to know what objective that they want by venturing into a whether it is for them to leave a job and do something that they love to or venturing into a new business. It's uh, essential because if they could they could have other alternatives, then this may not be something that they want to go straight into. But if it's, uh, it's something that they, they really desire to do, then uh, they could take steps to achieve that. They could really, you know, there, there are some, I know of some entrepreneurs who actually uh, start to build a business while they are still being employed, but they are launching it uh, progressively so that when they decide to leave their full-time job, they have already uh, something ongoing for them. It's a little bit hard to manage, but it's also possible. Yeah, but there are also right. people who really just jump straight into it. Right, okay. So whichever route that they prepare or at whichever route they want to go into what kind of things what what kind of reality checks do they have to do well one must be very clear that um, starting a business is not easy and it really needs a lot of work um, mm -hmm. and right now if if they have been an employee um, they don't have the many departments that are able to take care of the, the, the other aspects of running a business on their own. And if you're a solopreneur, then you will have to be prepared to take care of everything, ranging from the sales and marketing, the uh, technical support, the accounts, the, the uh, what's that, your, your audits and, and all the paperwork, your systems, you know even up to how you can actually, uh, how the kind of uh, networking that you have to be involved in. So it is a whole whole new world out there. And uh, you really have to be prepared that uh, it's going to take a lot of effort and um, um, a lot of um, getting out of your comfort zone to really venture mm -hmm. and, and grow it uh, into something that you want. 
So right. So basically, that you're you're saying then that um, if you're setting up the business on your own, you've got to be prepared to do everything. Yes. You're not just doing one like you might have done in a full time job, and as a result of having to do everything, then there's a huge investment in your time as well. Can you talk about the realities of maybe in the first few years of business, what that would look like? Oh, okay. Um, you, you don't get to sleep as much. That's one thing. You may not be able to sleep well, even if you have time to sleep, because you will be constantly um, thinking of how you can actually improve or the stuff that you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. The first part that well, one has to be very conscious of is, of course, the fact that um, it's just like it's, it's, it's just like taking care of a newborn baby, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many aspects that you have to be careful of. There are the legal aspects. There are the financial stuff. There are the sales and marketing and, and, and all, that, all that works. All those requires time and energy. So if you're not prepared to actually invest that amount of your time into it, then probably um, you might want to reconsider whether it's the right time for you to go into it. Because to set up a business, um, you really uh, start from scratch. But of course, if you Mm -hmm. have um, support or if you are aware of where um, which parts you can you can actually um, outsource or hire some professionals to take care of the parts that you are weaker in, that might really help you a lot. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, you made, sorry, you made a really good point that I like the analogy of it being a baby. And obviously, when you have a newborn baby, you expect to spend a lot more time looking after them and you lose sleep. And, and it is exactly like that when you have a business. As well. Exactly. <laughs> and then also, you mentioned as well about um, outsourcing, which is excellent, because really, this is a way, especially nowadays, uh, with the technology that's out there, it's very easy to outsource online. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you really recommend that people don't do the things they're not good at and just focus on what they are good at? Because a lot of the times when small business owners set up a business, they're setting it up because they're an expert in their field. Yes. But they're not an expert at every aspect of running a business, right? It's usually quite new. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And um, what about what advice would you give about the financial side of things? Because I think um, we we all know the statistics of running a business and that 80% of them fail within the first five years. So what, uh, and a lot of that, the reason for that is usually cash flow. So it's not whether they're making a profit necessarily, but it's just the cash coming in is not flowing fast enough. So what advice would you give to people setting up a business to ensure that they can manage their cash flow? Okay. Um, let's just take, for example, the 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 recent um, articles or, or, or statistics that have been reflected very clearly on the cafeterias, you know, thematic cafeterias in Singapore that were started by um, the, the millennials. So these are very nice concepts that they wanted to do. It's something that they desire to do. However, uh, most of them closed down, like in the first mm. few years of their business. Right. So while, while, while the dream of um, having an, a, a cafeteria or doing something that you, you love to be running is really very enticing, one has to be very careful of the, the, the ongoing costs 
and uh, the mm-hmm. preparation for it. For any business to be sustainable, uh, uh, let's talk about sustainability here. You have to ensure that you have the financial power in order to last through for at least, to me, in 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 my opinion, I think you should be uh, prepared to not make a profit in two or three years' time. Three years is a little mm-hmm. bit fetched, but I think it's necessary mm-hmm. because as you are venturing into a new field, there are a lot of... Um, um, commitments that would be coming in because mm-hmm. unless you're very familiar with how the business has run like for example if it's you're branching out from what you have already been doing in your previous organization and you understand the whole structure of the business all the way from marketing the legals and all the other aspects the kind of running cost that is involved so i would um, suggest that someone be prepared to at least have the financing uh, mm-hmm. financial capability for you to last through two or best better still three years right yeah okay because- so and especially like we've looked at the covid situation that's going on now so you can plan to a certain extent so two years planning to make sure you have that money but then a buffer because you never know what else could happen exactly so no nobody anticipated covid and the the disruption that has had to business so yeah so you've got to have that buffer of the finances as you start right Okay, and then um, so that's the, the financial aspects. Then what about? And we talked about time as well. So you've got to invest a lot of time. You've got to have some investment in the financials so that you're still around after two to three years as you yes. start to then make a profit. Okay, and then um, what else is important for business owners? Um, I would imagine family or you know support from somewhere. How can people get support the support that they need? Yes, um, uh, one aspect that uh, would really help business owners to continue with their business is the support from the family or from a community that they belong to that understands the the struggles that they are going through. So the 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 frustration that comes from uh, many business owners is that they they don't get. Some of them, they don't get the kind of um, support from their family because the family is not able to understand why they must spend so much time into building the business. See, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like the analogy, you know, when when um, if the task of bringing up a baby falls entirely on the mother, uh, the mother is going to get very frustrated if the father doesn't chip in. So likewise, in, in this business relationship, right? Like if you are the only one, say, for example, you're the father, you're, 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 your guy who who really wants to run this business, but the your, the wife does not understand why is it you're sacrificing family time, or you're not even mm-hmm. able to uh, have time to speak with her for ten minutes after you came back from work. Why is it not mm-hmm. able to join them for their the family gatherings and and all the all that nots, you know? So mm-hmm. it is very important to actually uh communicate. To, to at least be, before you even venture into this to just communicate with those people who are around you who actually have a, an influence over your life you know mm-hmm. on a personal level to to know why you are doing this um, to get the support you may not be able to get the consensus of everything but if you are able to just voice out and and let them know the the real motivation why you're actually doing this and and most of the time is because you want a better future for for all right so there has to be some trade-off there has to be some sacrifices some compromises and that is very essential and crucial 
Um, yeah, you make a good, a good point there that there has to be some trade-off. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like this analogy of um, superwoman and a, women can have it all. They can be the career woman. They can be the, the mother, the wife. But in reality, there's always a trade-off, right? Yeah. So, and I think it's the same business. There's always – if you, you have to sacrifice something in order to get – something back um so communication then is very key and i think that's the, that's the case in in everything that you're successful in life as long as you can communicate clearly what your goals are and your objectives and you can then garner support from people around you um now also we we know as business owners that it can be quite lonely in terms of your family although they may understand um they may understand your drive and why you're doing what you're doing. They're not really going to be able to give you any useful advice necessarily if they're not business owners themselves. Yes. So what would you advise in, in that aspect? Well, it's important to speak to people who knows what you're doing. So mm-hmm. um, I, I like to joke about this. Like if you were to ask a duck, you know, whether the pond is deep, I think you're asking the wrong person, right? Because the duck can paddle in a pond irrespective of how deep the, the water is. So, I like that. <laughs> so if you want to be successful in businesses, probably you need to be communicating with people who are generally in your trade. And if it's mm-hmm. an, another aspect of your business, say, for example, uh, for for like marketing, you know, marketing, if you are not good in marketing, then you've got to seek help from someone who actually understands the uh, how how the whole campaign is done, how you should be branding in order to make sure that your your message out to the market is is rightfully positioned in order for you to attract the correct clients into your business. So right. having a community that's able to support you and um, being willing to share all these kind of um, little nuggets are very essential to to ensure mm-hmm. that your business is is um, thriving, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the part on the, um, sharing the core values of your business or even putting it up front straight, you know, b- before you even engage it with, into or solicit any clients is also crucial because it sets you mm-hmm. apart from the other businesses and mm-hmm. um, being able to have the assistant or rather to get a mentor who has done what you have done or is whom at least you look up to and would like to seek advice from is also mm-hmm. uh, going to cut down uh, the, the, the amount of learning curve that you have to go through can save you like five, mm. ten years, you know. So it's these are things that I, I took on myself. And that's mm-hmm. how I actually progress in my business as well. Right. So having mentors around you that can guide you and because they've been there, done that, they're gonna stop you from getting into the same pitfalls. Yeah. And you can you can progress a lot faster that way as well. Yeah, yeah that's excellent advice. And it's essential okay. to set up a culture within the company itself. Mm. Like when can you talk a little can, bit. Mm. Uh, okay, what I mean by culture is, um, see, in 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 one of the sales organizations that I belong to, the the culture mm-hmm. is really very different. The we are not um, the sales force wasn't formed by a group of um, very typical salesperson 
So this, mm-hmm. this wasn't a remark that came from me. It was a remark from a, a, a trainer who actually joined our organization. Is and and she 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 was very puzzled. Like, what? Um, why are the salesperson in this organization so different? So different. You know, we attract like different right. kinds of people into the sales organization. What is what mm-hmm. what sets us very different is because of the the core values that we sh- that was shared. Uh, in the organization, mm. we do not discriminate. Mm. We embrace mm. everyone as long as they are clear in why they are there. So everyone performs. Mm-hmm. Everyone performs. Right. They come from different backgrounds, but we are able to work um, hand in hand because we leverage on each other's strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah. culture that you want to build, uh, the kind of um, identity that you want to set so that your clients actually identifies you. Like, for example, some clients come to me knowing that I can deliver, although I mm-hmm. charge premium. Like, my fees mm-hmm. are, not, are not the lowest, definitely not the lowest in the market, but they, are, uh, they, they know that if, if I say that I can get the job done, I get it done. Mm-hmm. So, so that sets okay. me apart from, from my competitors, and that's why my clients come with me. That's an excellent point. So it's really knowing your value and communicating your value. Yes. So people buy into it and you can command higher prices at that point as well. Yeah. Because they, they understand that, okay, they may pay a little bit more, but they're actually going to get the results that they need. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. That's very, very crucial at the beginning of your um, setting up your business that you do communicate that, that value. Yes. Um, it will set. Then you get the customers that you want. <laughs> yes. You're not attracting everybody, but you're you're attracting the customers that you want. True, and you're true. Trying, you're trying. Because it's you not easy. It's a lot of effort, and I'm and, sure you agree, right? Yeah, exactly. The life of an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay, well, Joyce, thank you so much for talking to me today and coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and to gain all your insights. Thank you very much. An expert in the business world. Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So, folks, thank you. If you've enjoyed that, then um, subscribe to the button below so you don't miss any episodes. We'll be having other guests in the future as well. Um, uh, But we'll close off this episode now. So thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.